AT&T ThreatTrack is a roundtable discussion of the latest network security trends and news conducted by AT&T data security analysts. Complete video of this show is available at techchannel.att.com. Nimrod, I think you were telling me a little bit ago about something. It's your son that was gathering some data. My, one of my kids, uh, uh, turns out, it was, uh, had been writing an application. And um, I noticed what was going on because, you know, being a, being a network geek, um, I probably have more hard network hardware than some small businesses do. Um, <laughs> and uh, I check it every once in a while. I was looking at, um, at my traffic utilization. I saw something a little bit weird. Um, I, I had some, some very consistent, um, high utilization, much higher than normal. When somebody has a piece of equipment or, you know, a, a, a device, a computer, as we use it, we expect it to behave in particular ways. But if it starts behaving differently, there's got to be a reason for it. And so the question is, what is the reason? I was falling down about, you know, six megabits per second, but constantly 24-7. Not super high, but out and out of normal. Mm -hmm. So I tracked it down, and uh, it turns out that um, that one of my kids had um, had been writing a, uh, a Twitter bot. It was doing queries against Twitter, pulling down essentially all of English language Twitter in real time to tweet random things. Um, nothing really crazy complicated, but it was pulling down quite a lot of, uh, of Twitter. Um, and so it was just something that was, was really weird. I thought it was really relevant to, uh, to this kind of discussion so that because it's something you should really have a good understanding of what your baseline behavior is so mm -hmm. that you can see things that are out of the ordinary. Oh, wow. That, you know, that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. I think it's important that not just as an analyst we consider baselines. It's, it's true with almost anything. Even our cars. You know, when we're driving a car and we hear a new noise, that's a sign. I can't tell you how many times that we've been called in to analyze a situation for a customer or something like that. And then that's the point where they start doing the analysis. And then for the next two weeks, everything's an attack. Right. Okay, they're just, they're, they're just started observing the activity. That's, they that's didn't realize this has been going on for about a year and a half. You know, <laughs> right. if they had gotten a baseline, they would have known. You know, your point is well taken. Uh, Analyze, you know, analyze the network, at least take snapshots or get a reasonable idea. I mean, our, our personal preference or the preference we try to do is uh, to automate those activities. That is to uh, have something that generates a baseline and uh, looks for changes in activity. And it's not necessarily a security relevant event. It uh, certainly is something that you want to pay attention to and understand how things are changing over time. That, so that helps really well for the short-term type thing. And then it's also very helpful to have sort of a long-term trending thing so you can do some predictions in terms of what, when you might need more capacity. You might have to add some more hard, you know, network gear to your, uh, your home network, for example. Sure. <laughs> and, and, you know, John, we were talking um, earlier today um, about some instances that, uh, they, that you've seen where, um, you know, devices get compromised, and uh, and they might be on on mobile networks, and you're using suddenly you're using a ton of extra mobile data, mm -hmm. 
a pretty significant bill that you weren't expecting. If we're using something and it's behaving differently, if it's not working properly, there's a reason for it. It might be the fact that it's, uh, you know, there's something going on behind the scenes that could be the root of the problem. It could be a compromise that's occurred or it's, you know, it's busy doing denial of service attacks or something like that. You know, our internet weather report that we do every week is really, um, a lot of its foundation is looking at anomalies of, you know, against a normalized baseline of, normally we see this much traffic on this port and all of a sudden it's through the roof. Mm -hmm. And that's when we're like, well, let's take a look. And it's good to have this kind of baselining average to know what's normal and then when it goes out of normal, but then have the raw data that you can go look at to say, well, why? What's really happening underneath the covers here sure. that's throwing this, you know, you know, up above normal? Yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. As always, information is king. Yeah, <laughs> information is king. So uh, I wish your son uh, good luck with his endeavors and his uh, his programming activities, and he obviously has some good guidance along the way. So keep it going. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nimrod. Welcome to Threat Track Decrypted. Stan Nurlov and I are here at an AT&T leadership conference. We have a set of security booths here at the show where we're talking to folks about the security products we have internally, sharing some of our concepts and ideas with leadership, showing our progress on working on security actions. And Stan and I are particularly the threat team, and we are showing people botnets. So we have a visualization map where we um, sort of display a living picture of botnets. And it's kind of our way to, to visualize botnets and the threat associated with botnets for our leadership and kind of share the criticality of this issue with as many folks as we can here in the company. So Stan, uh, could you walk us through what we're showing folks? Yes, of course. So what we're seeing here is a visualization, a geographic visualization of a very common, uh, well-known botnet. Uh, so what we're doing is helping people understand that there's uh, different phases to the botnet. So a lot of people uh, are more interested maybe sometimes in the uh, malicious activity where the malware is installed. What we're showing people is that there's also the scanning, the recruitment activity that happens. So for example here we see a representative sample of some devices that are members of this botnet. Um, they're scanning the internet. This is one of the primary ways for the Mirai botnet, for example, to spread. Uh, these devices scan and look for all the vulnerable devices to install malware. So this malware. is a lot of the scanning we see in the weekly internet weather report, right? That's right, Joe. Yeah. Uh, usually we just show you the numbers, but this right. is actually a great way to kind of connect the dots, uh, I guess literally, <laughs> and show you uh, where, where, where they are. Um, so one of the other things we try to do is that you know educate that the next step is really try to figure out where is the command and control. Okay. So these IP addresses here are the controllers of the botnet. They are the ones directing uh, where the attack should happen, and they kind of uh, you know they are the next level of analysis that we can do once we figure out who they are targeting and things like that. And when we do can figure out who they are targeting, uh, here's an example. Uh, of when an attack is happening. Uh, so uh, malicious IP addresses, the controllers are sending commands to issue DDoS attacks, and these DDoS attacks you can see are happening, for example, against the website there in Asia. One of the things that I think most people don't, don't really know very well is that uh, even though a bot controller might have access to multiple devices that are infected, sometimes they're only using a part of the botnet to do the attack. Oh, interesting. 
So have we been able to explain how pervasive this threat is and let our executives know just how um, you know, how much attention we need to pay to this stuff? Yes, uh, that's exactly what our role here today has been. We're okay. trying to show everybody uh, you know, how big of a problem this is. This is one of the biggest uh, uh, botnets, I think, most well-known for sure, Mirai. Right. It has, uh, I think, hundreds of thousands of devices per minute that we know for sure are infected. Um, and right, and with this. it being focused on IoT devices, we've been able to share you know, just how important it is to patch and kind of standardize IoT devices. That's a yeah. major issue and, and um, goal for our corporation to, to really address the IoT threat itself and then sort of make yes. its way back to taking care of botnets. So. And we've been lucky to have some of these conversations already with our leadership team and kind of uh, start the thought process going about how we're going to do security in this space and what we can do to help make sure you know the world is actually a little bit of a better place. And of course the IoT devices can do their function the way they're intended. Well it's great. I think we've done some good work here and uh, helping spread the word you know both at events like this as well as with you know our weekly show. So. Yes. Thanks, Stan. No, thanks, Joe. The views expressed on AT&T ThreatTrack are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views of AT&T or any other person or entity.